1: Middle Cough. Hey, B. Hey. All right. Recording this on a Tuesday night. We did the podcast earlier today. And at the end of the podcast, the Big Ten announced that they were canceling their football season. And then the Pac-12 announced it. And so we decided we'll come back and do a few minutes at the beginning of the podcast. So, John, here's a fair warning to everybody. I get considerably more peppy as this podcast goes along. But right (laughs) now, I'll be honest, I'm kind of bummed out. Yeah. Even though I'm not shocked that the Pac-12 canceled season or the Big Ten canceled season, I'm kind of I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty I got pretty bummed on Tuesday afternoon.
0: Yeah, I mean it sucked. Obviously, I mean you call three or four Pac-12 games a year. I mean I I watch. I mean I don't get paid to watch it. I mean indirectly, I guess I do, but I watch a shitload of college football and a lot. And let me repeat, a lot of Pac-12 football. I'd say for seven to eight straight weeks, I don't go to bed before eleven o'clock because that night game tends to be pretty good. Maybe, I guess maybe once a month it's shitty, but it feels like a lot of times that night Pac twelve game on ESPN is pretty close. Washington State, Cal, Arizona State, you know Utah. It just always tight and it goes late. I'm gonna miss a guy. I don't know what else to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss it. I know. I miss morning. I uh, listen. I mean we. It feels, and maybe it's just the expansion of college football, but it does feel like the SEC, which is still playing, and the Big Ten have become kind of national brands. Now, you could argue Big Ten kind of always has, right? Ohio State Michigan has always resonated out west, at least for us, right? We've had a lot of guys, like Tom Brady went to Michigan. Guys go to those schools. They're just big schools. I mean, just a lot of people go there. There's a lot of carryover. Those guys... People, Ohio State grads moved to California. But that sucks. I mean, I just I enjoy watching Wisconsin and Wisconsin, Michigan on like a mid October morning. And even if Harbaugh's getting his ass kicked, I, I just like watching them play. Just
1: the build of the college game. How about just college game day Saturday morning? Other breaking news that I
0: just Which saw I guess we, we still could have if the SEC. The Big, plays. 12, the, the Big 12 say that they're playing and the ACC's playing.
1: Yeah. Is that kind but, of weird say, to you? Saying you're playing today is irrelevant. Like, everyone said they were playing a week ago. So, announcing that you're playing today doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they just reaffirmed what everyone has been reaffirming. They're going to k- try to keep playing.
0: But I think there's a big difference. Like, their mindset, that at, at least you've probably done more reading of this than me today, but the heart problem that propped up, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even, how do you say it? I don't know. Might have Starts might with, uh, something. Yeah. That clearly spooked the Big Ten, some Big Ten presidents and the commissioner. And the Pac-12 views themselves as like the Big Ten light, so they just followed suit. No, they view themselves as the Pac-10 strong <laughs> from a <wow>. presidential standpoint. <laughs> I, I I meant I meant no the no light, I know I'm just the Big Ten yeah yeah I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I'm saying like yeah. that they're the, they're the Big Ten of the West Coast intellectual elites and just and the school speaks for themselves like I'm not diminishing their school I couldn't get into any of the good ones so of either conference my point though is. The Big 12 ACC and SCC do not operate under that umbrella. They think much more closely aligned. Like, it doesn't feel, and I may be wrong at this w- with this statement, if I really, like, went and dug deep into, like, LSU. Like, Title IX exists at LSU. I mean, I know it does, but I don't think they follow it like it's followed at Cal. You know, when I hear stories about my scouting friends that go in, like, when you go to Cal, for example— Maybe Oregon's a little bit more like an SEC school. You have an academic advisor for offense and defense. Maybe two on each side. Like, LSU has, has, like, an academic advisor, a player, you know, a position group. It's just the resource, like, football is just treated like the NFL. And it's, like, it wasn't surprising to me to see the Big 12, which really when I read the Big 12, I just think Oklahoma and Texas are full go. <laughs> Everyone else just kind of follows. Maybe Oklahoma State, too, right? But I feel like Oklahoma's leading the charge. If Oklahoma didn't want to play, like, they may be back. But, like, Oklahoma's in. Texas is in. Obviously, Bama, LSU, AM, and m Georgia, Clemson. Clearly, Notre Dame, which you'd say, if you just go, what conference would you align Notre Dame with in your head? And one thing I've learned is they're actually contractually obligated with the ACC. But when I think Notre Dame, I think the big, th- like, Michigan, Ohio State, right? Wisconsin, like, those type programs. That's how you'd think they would operate. UCLA, uh, or you know, but they actually don't like they're they're all in on playing football, which is kind of, which I wouldn't have guessed if you would have told me the scenario: Big Ten out, Pac twelve out, the other three conferences is no If you just asked me, is Notre Dame playing? I'd say probably not. Hmm. Even th- but it's the opposite. BYU, like, have you seen anything with BYU? What's their plan? Uh, I think they're still practice. I think they're still doing stuff. Who who's their schedule? Are I they joining like the the Pac
1: twelve? <laughs>
0: yeah. So I mean, are they? Could, maybe that's why the Big 12, maybe they
1: could add BYU and Nebraska or something. You see Nebraska said they'd still play. I did see that, yeah. So I don't know what the Big 10 vote ultimately was. I mean, it must not have been uni- – like the Pac-12 vote was unanimous. So no one's breaking off from the Pac-12 to go play in the Big 12 this year. If the was the Big 10 vote – I mean, it must not have been unanimous. If it was unanimous, then Nebraska would not be talking about they're going to go play. It, when you say when you say
0: unanimous, is that ADs
1: presidents, that presidents, presidents? Yeah, the 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 presidents are the one that voted to stop the season. So the heart thing was one thing that came. The other other thing that happened was just the we are united thing. Did that spook enough presidents? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they leaned a lot more I that might be giving the movement too much credit. It does feel like they leaned a lot more on their medical advisors than they did fear of a union. Because the players, when they talked to the commissioner of the Pac twelve last week, Larry Scott, it seemed like they bailed on all their monetary demands pretty quickly. So I don't think it's that. But I was texting with somebody today who was like, I think you know, maybe the front, someone had a football program just said, like, I think the presidents were spooked by it. Maybe they were. But yeah. Well, I what's don't know. weird I, is you, you. I had originally thought like, oh, it's seventy five players, all twelve teams.
0: Then you're like, yeah, USC wasn't even involved, and it was like, well, well, so they what? they
1: didn't have. They might have been USC guys that signed their names on the on the document, but uh, they didn't have a player representative on like their media contacts list. But again, putting your name on the document is different than saying I will not play under any circumstances, as we learned. I,
0: listen, I, I'm not trying to put the cart ahead of the horse here, but I w- had this thought today. Do if you're a senior, you get to play another year. Like you, you this year doesn't. You run might. Out. I no, mean, like the, the spring, a lot's happening. Like fast. the
1: spring sports added a year. Well, remember, the NCAA said you can. It's up to the institutions to add a year of eligibility to your. Remember, remember, Wisconsin in the spring said, "Well, we're not going. We're not adding eligibility. If someone wants to leave, they can go somewhere else. But we're not adding another year of eligibility in the spring." Wouldn't
0: you imagine would be different with football players?
1: Yeah, but it still creates, <laughs> you know, a whole other scholarship how do you add guys now maybe if you play in the spring but as we as we talk about later in the podcast i don't think the spring's happening you don't think the spring's happening um so that's a whole other thing but yeah i mean what if you're i a great tweet i saw today was hear me out justin fields georgia quarterback (laughs) 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 so like will guys transfer right away i mean i don't know you think we just get a lot of big 12 sec and uh uh, look, I, I feel ab- games. I feel about them the way I felt about everybody a week ago. Like, I think the season's going to start, but we still got to get there for them. I don't feel any differently about them today. You know what I mean? Like, they still got to get there. Now, I'm they are pretty determined, clearly. So maybe they will start. And I did think, look, John, I thought the Pac-12 season wasn't going to start. And you know me, I haven't been just, like, an optimist about it all. But I thought they were going to get there. End of September, I'm like, we have plenty of time. What are we doing this now for? But why, why did they make the decision now? Well, like I said, we don't – I mean, they said the medical information they have, and the Big Ten said the same thing, said it just doesn't make sense for us to continue down this road. I, I, when I think about what has changed in the last week, there's, one, what you said, the uh, emerging science about the heart issues, although there have been – Duke's guy said it's not an issue, so I don't know. And then the "We Are United" thing, which again, I on, having followed college sports my whole life, I don't think that thing would stop football. So I, but you know, I'm just if we just listed things that have happened in the last week, that is a thing that has happened in the last week since they announced their schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there's a litigation
1: element. Listen,
0: if I pulled the five most successful smart businessmen I know, and I don't claim to like Jeff Bezos or anyone, but know a couple people, I they wouldn't put. University presidents, even at some of the top universities, is like Mr. Business, right? They they don't look at it from a business sense always, even though this is a business decision. But it's
1: not the primary business. It's not their primary business, right? Well, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But it is a large business within large the business, institution. Right. Institution that has major contracts. You know, it's, it's not just them, right? Connected to networks connected to just other businesses that they've signed. Like, it it is a complicated decision. As we talk about later, the Fox is very tied. When I think Fox right now, I think Pac-12 and Big Ten. And they do occasional Big 12, but they do, like, Fox games, like, uh, during the middle of the day, Oregon-Washington, Wisconsin-Penn State. Like, they just do those games. When I think Gus, Clatt, I think Joe Davis I think and Apple Cup, Brady?
1: Right. Washington, Washington State. In the snow. Fox. Fox Sports 1. I mean, that's
0: what are they going to do with all that
1: inventory? And that's why we talk they about, about gonna, later. FS1 had a lot of Mountain West. They had the Mountain West this year, too. Fuck. I mean, they're done. So, you know, look, we've talked. Maybe this will be more of a discussion. We talked on the last podcast about Saturday NFL you know, on, I, I said, and I think you agreed, hey, I, I there's a lot of moving parts. I'd stay on Sundays. Just stay right in people's wheelhouse. Maybe you wait and see now. I mean, maybe there is a TV element to it, though, where Fox says to the NFL. We need you. I, we need you. <laughs> and look, if we do this, we can have all these games that are lar- – we can have more national games a weekend instead of having just a couple national CBS-Fox windows. Now we can have multiple national games – we can do multiple – we can do two Fox national games on a Saturday, another one or two on Sunday, right, to kind I, of fill – Listen,
0: maybe I say this later, I already forgot, but – I know. It's, it, it's pretty clear that Fox has to be thinking Rams, Niners, Seattle, Green Bay, Dallas, Philly, right, Minnesota. If we can just rotate five of those games over a, you know, a six, seven-week period just to keep us afloat. Well, Sa- you're talking right. about Saturday. Yeah, we, we, don't need, we don't need to split the schedule. Just, hey, can we move this game, Packers-Niners, Saturday afternoon? You just right? add an extra national, fully national game. I did see one person say what Fox could do is bump back the Thursday games and put them on Saturday. But I thought, like, well, why wouldn't why, they just they keep Thursday, the Thursday night primetime games? <laughs> yeah, they ain't fucking no, no, moving that. Like, I saw someone's like, because of COVID? Like, yeah, I don't think they care. I'm pretty sure Thursday nights
1: are good TV nights these days, John.
0: Well, they're great, but it's more just the the pressure on the teams, and it, it makes it more difficult, right, to turn over if you have a guy get sick. And, yeah, yeah. Which I get. They do have that as an option, right? Not an ideal option because they were thinking, well, we just go Thursday, and then we'd have Michigan, Ohio State. But it just – listen, we got impacted immediately when this virus hit. Luckily, we were able to keep our heads alive, uh, above water and add advertisers back. It was – it's still kind of unknown. Luckily, the NFL is happening. And at the end of the day, we talk a lot of – I mean, the majority football. Right. I mean, we talk draft prospects. We don't break down college games, besides and, for kind of fun. And, and Sean Mania. Gambling a little. Pitch counts. Yeah. <laughs> so – we, we got lucky there. I, I, there are people I can't imagine that are just like, what is going to happen
1: mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm.
0: So, But there has been a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of unknown. By no means, by no means, and you know, like you just said, who would have thought this a week ago? Like you just kind of live day to day in this environment. And, and in fairness, like I, I don't, everyone is. Everyone I know is, besides like
1: Jeff Bezos. Like, this is, this is the world we're in right Who's now. Who's made, it what, sucks. $71 billion? No, it's high. $71 million in COVID or something? I saw that stat the other day. Uh, no, I think it was – he made a lot. Was it a B? Yeah, it Seven, a b. b- se- maybe it was $71 billion. But again, like, like, he didn't cause the thing. It was just – it was perfectly suited. I'm not making a judgment statement. I'm just – no. <laughs> you I, said I, except Jeff be, I, Bezos. I, and I'm saying yeah, here's crushing. the number on except Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, Chip Kelly keeps his job. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, I do think there's a lot of people who it sucks, but it's like, well, you've, you know. Now, Who are some people? Who are some hot seat people? Well, like that, Chip, Clay,
0: Arbana. No, Jim wasn't. I don't, Big Ten actually was having a lot of success, right? <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean, it, Michigan I, State just got a new coach. Terrence, I mean, he's always on kind of, but I mean, non COVID story related stuff.
0: Kevin Sumlin, would he have been a guy? Yeah,
1: yeah, Sumlin would have been for sure. They have a new AD. Uh no he's been there a few a couple a few years. What's Herm gonna do for the next six months? Fucking work out at four a.m. Still.
0: Did you see the Barry Alvarez said this? Like you know we're still gonna practice do walkthroughs and work twenty, 20 hours a I week. A player. <laughs> like, what? I'd be like what?
1: <laughs> well that's the key now, is like the Pac-12 canceled fall competition through January first, right? Fall competition. But it doesn't mean a basketball team won't be having practice in October. I don't know. It Just the competition means games. It doesn't mean practices and workouts. I do think now if they're working out, there's a decision. Because
0: if you're like Panay Sewell, who is a you know, top five pick, or even Justin Fields, and you can't transfer or whatever – does it make sense to stay with your teammates, stay locked in, work out? Because you're not actually. they're not putting on pads. They'll do some walkthroughs. And just kind of stay locked and loaded? I don't
1: think so. I think you go, Nick Bosa, just go do your own thing. Stay away from as many people. as Totally control your environment. Make your own rules. But, but,
0: I, but I'd But say the, the, the schools are taking care of you you're eating. If yeah, you're but you working don't need out, any
1: of it. You don't need them to feed you. You don't need their rules. You don't need their – I can just start but, making but, money. I can start I, signing my endorsement deals. Would they take your scholarship away if you start signing endorsement deals? Well, yeah. They you would? Mean? You can't sign endorsement deals when you're still a college student. But you're not playing any games. Yeah, but you can't sign. A, you're a student athlete. You're maintaining your eligibility. So what if you're just ineligible and you just keep working out?
0: Uh, yeah, maybe you lose, you lose your scholarship then. Yeah, I mean, that's... That'll be interesting to see how some of these guys balance it. It could I mean, get a little. I, I was thinking today it could get a little wild, wild, Westy with some of these players, and some of them might get in some trouble. And, you know, but you if you're going to the draft, time.
1: you got no reason to hang around. Yeah, but what if you got nowhere else? Good to go. But well, if you but just to, you got to take your online classes then. Okay. Yeah, if you're working, if you just like, you know what, freebie to work towards my degree. I'm not saying they shouldn't stay. I'm just saying, unless a you're you're, guy that's
0: like already graduated, because what was he a graduate transfer or no? He got to transfer. Fields, no,
1: yeah, Fields got the yeah. exception. Because the guy screamed something at him. Uh, So, uh, you know, I. Now, if you just like Penny Sewell said the other day, I'm playing. So, you know, that's at Alabama. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I might make I I might make that joke later in the podcast, though. So stay tuned. (laughs) Or you might. I don't remember who. made
0: it. Would it shock you if all of a sudden you read a thing that he's at Georgia?
1: It would shock me if he him specifically. Yeah.
0: Well, but just because you think he wouldn't want to play for anyone else.
1: Yeah, just like for for what like I don't get like he wanted to play at Oregon for him to go play at Georgia when he's already a top uh, three pick, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, he doesn't need to risk it. He'd be a bad for the biscuit. I I do wonder if there's going to be a couple
0: guys transfer though. I would think think so. You think it's inevitable? Yeah. And there's one conference. If I say what would be a conference that would be all over some of the top guys that like other schools that can't play, I'd go. Ah, that'd be the SEC. Like, there have been some shady phone calls placed today, correct? Have there not? Yeah. <laughs> to players that you recruited. Because the one thing is, as a college coach, you recruited a lot of the top guys, right? And you have guys on your staff, you go, well, who's their best player?
1: I just, I do think every step along the way through all this, we've been like, think of all the crazy shit that could happen. And then nothing crazy really happens, you know? <laughs> so I'd I don't say know. I think canceling much... the football season is pretty crazy. No, that is crazy, but I mean in terms of all the other, if somebody does something, it's going to be insane. And then it's just like, oh, nothing insane in terms of like the effects of like what how the sport could change. Like if we end up with a spring football season, that's insane. If Nebraska plays in the Big 12, that's insane. If a bunch of guys leave their scholarships and go play somewhere else in another league and are eligible in a month, that's insane. I'm not I'm just saying like every step along the way we've talked about all these crazy things that were about to happen and Really, a whole lot of nothing has happened until Tuesday when the seasons got canceled.
0: You, you see what the old ball coach said today. W- was that a real quote? Yeah. <laughs> Even though my, my my pushback, his quote was, "Well, why does it matter anyway?" The SEC was the champion of the SEC was going to play the champion of the ACC for yeah. the uh, for the national championship. Steve, I, I got no problem saying the SEC, the champion of the SEC, like that's mean something. Just say Clemson. Like, the, the the ACC doesn't get to fucking draft off Clemson. But they do. Miami, That's the beauty. Florida, North Carolina State, Boston College, Duke. Those programs
1: suck. Notre Dame? They count. He was but getting Notre not Dame's normally. playing Clemson at home, so he was given. Yeah. <laughs> ACC's going to claim that one. Big time. Two participants be a lot of, in the CFP. There'll be a lot of like, well, we got Boston College Duke
0: on. Like, oh, fuck. This is a hard watch. <laughs> no fans in the stands. I know. <laughs> Sounds great in theory right now when you're desperate, but it'll feel like uh, the Suns
1: playing the Kings in the bubble. You're what, like, I'm yeah. over this. What happens if you have that game and it's like there's also a Fox Saturday game? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Packers 49ers or Duke Boston College?
0: Yeah, the, that, that is the ACC's worst nightmare. Exactly. Because the one thing they would do is like put it between the big SEC game and between like the Oklahoma game. Well,
1: while Notre Dame Clemson's on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, you actually – I kind of pepped up by the end of this. Um, so we talk about whatever else we talked about on the podcast. All still relevant. We do say a few things like, if by the time you're listening to this, a season's been canceled. So we have a, a lot of great takes. Um, and we'll say it later, but I'll say it again. Uh, last – 16 spots left in our in our DraftKings game. So go, go get in that promo code hand. People are probably doing some research because I had to do – I watched a couple YouTubes of just – I didn't even know who these guys were. John Luke List is $7,200. He was the <laughs> yeah. cheapest player on my team last week. Did he make the cut? He made the cut. He had an eagle and eleven birdies. Made the cut, so
0: somehow you still want fucking money with Luke List. My team had I had my worst guys Gary Woodland, who wasn't very good. I'm he's dead to me. It'll be
1: very interesting to see what Kepka's uh, ownership rate is this week.
0: He's a little expensive, but he he's, but the, he's the most expensive been- guy in the game. But you'd say he's been playing pretty well because he yeah. got second, and then he was really right in the mix till the first hole on Sunday. What so did he finish? Why wouldn't
1: he win? What did he finish? at the Well,
0: only one guy team. on Sunday shot worse than Brooks
1: Kepka. Only one guy. You but know what, what I really But did he finish we, T20 in the top 20?
0: Uh, Well, he, he was what? Six under, and he shot four over. No, so nah, I don't five. think he did. <laughs> four? 74, I think he shot.
1: Yeah, It's not worth $11,000.
0: Yeah, but it was just one bad round. No, no, but I'm just
1: saying if if you spend $11,000 on him and he finishes wherever the hell he finished in this event.
0: I heard someone say this, and it got me thinking, would you trade Dustin Johnson's career? You know that he's won six WGC events? He's won six WGC events, which always had the best fields, and then I think four over his career, the Tour Championship playoff events? Not the actual tour championship, the final, I think, but just some of the events mm-hmm. when it's like the top fifty. Mm-hmm. and a major, which they say Oakmont, his US Open is the hardest major the, the when they played at Oakmont is like the one he won. Would you trade his career for Kepka's career right now?
1: And four he's finished second in four majors. Yeah. <laughs> Including this. Now Kepka has
0: Kepka's rattled some of that off too now, right?
1: Whether won one four I, and he's finished like what top would be four the incentive in to trade? Just that he's has he made more money than Brooks? The incentive is just like you always say. I want majors, right? Would you rather win all these tennis tournaments or have more Wimbledon? But I'm just saying, yeah, right? why would I? You oh, I see what you're saying. I would trade because I just want to have a bunch of wins.
0: What? Yeah. What career would you rather have? The guy like it'd be like no, Philip Rivers' career or Joe Flacco's career. He's got you know? four
1: majors now. He's got seven total wins, and Dustin has twenty-one. One. No, I would not. And maybe I, 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 I Yes, I. If I would trade Dustin's for Brooks's,
0: now you would rather have the resume of Kepka's.
1: Brooks is also set six years younger. Yeah, breaking down physically. Brad, it's true. <laughs> Who's richer?
0: Uh, Dustin's just been playing long. He's been on the tour double the amount of time. Yeah. So I, I look. I don't. You know, it always I don't gets to one of those. Dustins. I think. R- yeah, I think when you get to, like, the Phillip Rivers, the type of guys that never win it, that just have the stats and a, an impressive career for a long time, and then you get the guy that's maybe won one. Or it's kind of like the Eli Manning career. Like, let's just, he had two unreal seasons, but you wouldn't say Eli Manning had a great career. Right? feels like
1: Dustin's winning another major to me, though, still.
0: Well, that, he could rattle off, like, 35
1: career victories. How old was Phil when he won his first major? Like, 33 years old. Okay, so not. I feel like probably not as old as at the time it felt like he was, right? Because like, is
0: he ever going to get this done? Yeah, because he had been playing since he was like 19, remember, on
1: tour. He had been playing tour events since he was like a college so kid. So he won the Masters in '04, which is 16 years ago. So yeah, he was 34. Which is pretty
0: old, right? For a guy that had been playing pretty steadily for, for like a, over a decade, decade and a half. Yeah. Phil also won a PGA Tour event when he was in college. <laughs> Like that's, you know, he had just like, he was like Jordan Spieth, but he just without winning majors, but he just stayed good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Amazing. I'll take Phil's career beside Tiger over them all. Right. Well, yeah. Based <laughs> on the money. And based just on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause he likes having sex and talking about golf and playing golf.
1: Wait, talking about golf and playing golf was two of the three things yeah. he's great at.
0: Yeah. He, he's good at three things. Yep.
1: Talking about golf, playing golf. And then he stops talking. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Eating? (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's my third. Um, Okay. All right. So onward. Onward with the podcast. Uh, Did you know, John, and I don't know how many people listening to this are aware of this, people usually use the Hall of Fame game as the unofficial start or the official start of the football season. I would guess a lot of people listening to this use Hard Knocks as the unofficial start of the football season. Doesn't it? It doesn't feel like Hard Knocks comes on, and now it's like, okay, here we go.
0: Yeah, it feels like a huge part of the preseason promotion as you're watching NFL Network, as you're just watching clips every night of highlight plays at camp is Hard Knocks highlights of the coach screaming of that trailer, right? Remember last year it really got built up. Was last year the Raiders? Or was that t- Yeah, it was last year it was the Raiders. Yeah. Of just grooving it. It was just like the the anticipation was high. Antonio Brown. Doesn't quite feel that way. I, did you
1: know that there's not just one team on this Hard Knocks? That so that part I knew. What I did not know is that Hard Knocks, if you listen to this Tuesday starts tonight, if you're listening to this Wednesday or later, already started on Tuesday night. I did not know that until we're recording this late Tuesday morning midday. I did not know that until today. But I would imagine normal tra- normal training camps. If the Hall of Fame game would have been
0: Saturday, right? Was that it? Saturday night or Sunday night? Got me. Uh... I, I, I saw people tweeting that the Hall of Fame game got it would have been tonight. Might have been Friday. I don't even fucking know. Wherever the Hall of Fame game is this week would normally be the Niners, Raiders, Seattle. All these teams would be playing games, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday would be preseason games, and to me that would re- You just turn on your television, NFL Network would have a game. There would be some broadcast games. There, the, Obviously, the local game with the Niner. We just have a local game now. And you just kind of, oh, so-and-so made a play, you know, the fourth-round pick. It just kind of starts the, the avalanche of the hype toward the season with hard knocks. And it doesn't, like, I, I saw a clip this morning of just the go-to comment. Guys, we can do something special with the men in here. Anthony Lynn, like, is that every single coach? And I'm not even talking shit about Anthony Lynn, but that's... No, you can't. Like you guys are probably going to go nine and seven. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Maybe that's no. special to them. Yeah, let's. You guys ain't going to do anything special. But that's just the classic coach. We're going to do something special. By the time you're listening, you probably watched it.
1: Well, is there any greater brainwashing than the brainwashing that occurs in a locker room? Like you know, we no. started this year. Nobody believes in us, but maybe our five guys with a combined nine eight ERA from last year can all turn into Cy Young Award com- c- contenders. You know, you never know. I, I, it does feel that happens
0: less like major league, you know, hype speeches, less than in, oh, in football. Is that without question. And, and and even in basketball, like, come on, guys, let's get back on D in the second half. Like the same things are said in basketball. No one's listening. In football, you only have so many attempts that that game. Like, today's the day we turn this ship around and we head toward land, a.k.a. the playoffs. And, and you're like, hey, coach, we're one and four. You're like, no, we're not turning it around but it's just the nature of football you kind of got to be fucking nuts
1: they have more speeches in a in, in a week of football than a baseball season gets like a how often
0: speech. do you like how often do you think bob melvin just gets the troops together and just gives like a speech
1: i mean usually baseball right there's like a beginning of the year i'm talking once the season starts and you're just a Never, solid team. I, I mean if if you're you know if you've got some internal strife yeah, there might I'm, be a meeting. I'm not talking one-on-one meeting. I'm talking. No, no, hey I guys, know. I'm saying if, if things are up. bad, if things are bad, then yeah, if you've got an issue, then there might be a closed door. Hey guys, we gotta like you know it's June. The trade deadline's a month away. Like if we don't pull our shit together, front office is gonna start dismantling this team and thinking about next year. Like you might have you know one or two of those. Yeah, but I'm looking at you, Billy. You're gone. You better I'll, pick your yeah. shit up. <laughs> yeah, Butler, Billy Butler. But uh, yeah. yeah, almost never. I would guess it, under five. Preseason, de- postseason.
0: I would say it's part of the sign of the times. It does feel like when we were kids in the '80s and '90s, the Hal McCrays, like there were more throwing things in the in the dugout, in the locker room. I guess they call it the clubhouse, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it just it was a little more because it was also covered a little like football, right? It was the number one sport in America. It was intense to make the playoffs. It, it just felt like some coolers were getting tossed a lot more than it happens now. Like, oh, whatever, guys. We're all millionaires. Fuck.
1: Little we get more, fired. We're still millionaires. A little <laughs> more roid rage, maybe. Put that factored into Yeah. <laughs> get away from me. A little less ease.com, promo code HAM. It's very <laughs> yeah, popular in the big leagues com. now. <laughs> ease.com, promo code HAM. That's what you do. Go to ease.com. Use the promo code HAM. We appreciate you. It gets you 20% off your first delivery of $50 or more. If you've already used the promo code, this still applies to you. We ask that you share it with somebody who might appreciate it. A gift to them is a gift to us. We appreciate all the support. We need you
0: to use the promo code E-A-Z-E.com, promo code HAM, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, you name it, they got it. Just go to Ease.com. It's like you're going to DoorDash. You're going to check out different menus. Just go to Ease.com, set your location. It tells you what the menu is in your area. Sacramento, San Francisco, East Bay, Central Coast, Fresno, Stockton, Modesto, Bakersfield, Los Angeles, San Diego. We have the great Keep state going. Don't stop now. of, of California. Well, I start getting to the border and you got to work your way back up. Mahoya, <laughs> uh Manhattan Beach, Ventura. You name it Ease.com, promo code ham. Get on it. Tell your friends, use the promo codes and just get on it.
1: Yeah. Promo Simple code ham. $20 off $50 or more to, uh Purchase. Really easy to do. I've done it several times. It's good to be a part of easily the number one cannabis on demand platform in the country. All propped up by the great business done in the state of California. Um, Facts. By the way, while we started, you looked up and you told me Jason Light, the uh, Bucks GM, was on TV talking to Coward. How different is that guy's life year over year?
0: (laughs) Can you imagine being in a... Just a contentious, probably the wrong word, but a disaster relationship, like I, I, hopeless. He I did, would say he, dead end. A dead end relate. That's that's fair. A dead end relationship that had a lot more lows than highs, right? You would say the high of the Jameis Winston relationship was like the day they drafted him number one overall, because if you think about what happened after, he didn't live up to the pick. He got in trouble slash suspended. Remember when he assaulted an Uber driver? At that point in time, you had to be thinking about cutting him or, like, where are we headed with this? This is our quarterback, not our corner. And last year, when it did feel like he kind of got his shit together as a human being, (laughs) he threw 31 picks. And it felt like there wasn't many Sundays where he wasn't kind of the butt of everyone's joke on Twitter. I mean, that guy, there was a game, I think, on on the European swing, a.k.a. the London game where he had like five picks in a six AM kickoff West Coast time. I vividly remember. It's five picks in a in a in a London game. So you just don't oh, He he ended the season with a pick. You know, I think his last pass as a Buccaneer was a pick. And all that being said, is it like wasn't a royal disaster, right? It was like, well he led the league in passing yards. He did make a lot of explosive plays, but you couldn't go on. Like you you go, we went seven and nine with this guy. And then you get Tom Brady John, he had nine multi-pick games.
1: Yeah, it's just which, no shocker. The number was high. Would you? Is it
0: thirty-one total? Was that the number or thirty? Uh, it was a lot. I'm, I can't imagine how many seasons it took Tom Brady to throw thirty it, picks. Wasn't
1: he the? Wasn't it like? Uh,
0: I think there had been three guys over thirty in yeah, 30, NFL history. Thirty.
1: What's the number? Touchdowns to interceptions.
0: So it was like Eli and one other guy that it's kind of an obscure, like, uh, not far with the last name Kramer or something, you know, in the nineties, just some random scrub. I, you just gotta be pretty awesome. So it's, now it's Tom one, is there. It,
1: so now you look up and Tom is there.
0: Yeah. And, and even he said, he's like, God, as you know, you just walk by, you have younger players in your locker room that walk by and they're awestruck. And he's like, I'm not necessarily awestruck just because I would, he, I didn't, I, you forget this Jason light worked in new England, I mean, most people don't even know this because you don't know the scouts, but for like six years, like I was around him in like the peak of his powers. But it's still like we got Tom Brady on our team. It is kind of fascinating, guy. It's not I wouldn't say like a round peg in a square hole, but it would have been easily a top two or three story this off season, like in training camp, if praxis were going on right now where the media was out there, how do him and Bruce Arians in the offense with Mike Evans and Godwin and Gronk you forget Gronk's on the team, like How's it all looking, right? What are him and Bruce, like, are they on the same page? How's it going? Does he does he have a practice? Think about this guy. If he has a practice, like a Jimmy practice last year, where he just throws not five straight picks, but just five picks in a practice, that would be an explosive story. Now, Tom would go, I want to throw picks right now. We're working through it. And Carson Palmer would come out and be like, that's part of this offense. And Jameis would be like, I know. And Arians would be like, we're good. And it would just be... Everyone would have a take. Everyone right? trying
1: to convince themselves like it's gonna be better. That's to me, that is the part that would get the most exhausting is just being in this uh hamster wheel of pretending like this is the year, it's gonna improve. Like being a college football fan with a coach who wins seven games every year, like maybe this is the year. We got a new defensive coordinator and you know, that guy we recruited really maybe can make an impact as a freshman and then he doesn't start till week eight. Like that's the part that would just do you think Tom Brady
0: and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the playoffs?
1: I, Yes, I do. I, you know why I do? I think Bruce Arian's floor is just so high as a coach that someone even if Tom me, is not like Tom Brady, I still think they're going to be pretty good.
0: Someone hit me up in a DM. They're like, well, if you think about the last season of Gronkowski, he was really injured, and he was the best blocker in the league. And remember, he had the game-winning touchdown. or Not touchdown, but the pass reception from Tom. And they go, a year off, he clearly looks really healthy. Why couldn't he just maybe not be the best tight end in the league, but easily be a top three or four guy again? Because he's a great pass catcher. He's clearly probably a little more. He's fresher. He's still going to be one of the best blockers. You know, I, I, my only pushback would be like, well, just if you look at historically, it's hard for guys to take a year off and come back any sport, any time. But this guy is one of the great all-time non-quarterbacks in league history. You know he knows Tom now. There's not as many balls to go around here. Like it was kind of just him and Edelman there for a while. Like they got elite re- two receivers and they got other tight ends. So I don't know if his production will be there. But I wouldn't you imagine he's probably pretty good. Like he feels good about himself. Yeah, right now.
1: and but I would also say like how much if you told me Gronk was not on this team, does that dramatically change what you think the possibilities are for them?
0: No, but doesn't it make them a lot deeper? Yeah, right? it makes, it makes it them, them like higher. A, but, yeah. uh,
1: but to me, like, subtracting him doesn't make their floor all that much lower. No, I, it, it, they didn't need him, Right. So, yeah. like, Gronk is like a talking point because he's Gronk. And like you said, maybe just because the possibilities are high. But it's not going to be about does he rack up 70 catches. It's more about does he have just a couple nights where he has the play that changes the game.
0: Wouldn't you say they'd only need forty-five to fifty, and maybe six, seven touchdowns? That yeah. would be an incredible season for him.
1: Maybe thirty-five to forty, right? I mean,
0: yeah, give, give him five, six touchdowns. Just Hopefully, threat, those are the days I have him on my just, DraftKings
1: team. If he's healthy, partly <laughs> just the threat of him is big.
0: Early thought on DraftKings with them gonna be kind of a tough group to pick, right? Cause
1: there's so because there's almost too many guys to spread it around to.
0: Yeah, I remember doing that last time I'd take Evans on games and Godwin would
1: go off, and then I'd, I'd flip it well, and it be vice one, versa. John, here's one. Is Gronk going to have like his season high for catches week one? Is Gronk going to have nine catches week one and then no more four-catch games?
0: Remember Deshaun Jackson had like nine catches, two touchdowns week one, and we never played again? Now he got hurt, but
1: yeah, it w- wouldn't shock me. Maybe that's what, the move is you go all in on week one and then t- completely bail when everyone piles on.
0: I might go all in on Tom week one, just thinking about it right now. Why wouldn't he just want to go like, hey, motherfuckers, here's five touchdowns. Like when everyone's you know, in on
1: Brandon Todd this week in DraftKings. You know Bruce Aarons is going to want to throw about
0: seven. You know, Well, that's
1: a good call. They might, yeah.
0: Because they're going to have – Who's their backup quarterback? A, they don't have one, probably. It's just Tom gets hurt, season's over.
1: I just wonder if that guy's going to get some run late in games. If they're blowing people out, isn't it? Um,
0: I have no clue who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers too deep. If I had
1: to guess, not a McCown. No, it's not a McCown. They didn't draft a guy. It's a guy that's been there. Oh, Ryan Griffin hasn't he been yeah. there? Apparently, he oh Blaine Gabbert's on their depth chart.
0: Yeah, but it, I mean he's not going to beat out Ryan Griffin. You wouldn't think so. Remember, Blaine Gabbert is a. Arians guy I remember he brought him to Arizona to back up Carson yeah and Carson got hurt
1: and then he had to play and it was ugly which is always the way it goes with him um uh, so yeah I I I don't know I'll watch DraftKings at some point but kind of wish it was the Bucks honestly I'd be more fired up you'd watch hard knocks you'll play DraftKings yeah thank you yeah <laughs> I was thinking about two things at once <laughs> DraftKings promo code ham uh still buzzing from this week just the amount of people that have DM'd us saying how much fun it was. Um, can
0: I can I read you a DM I got from Andre? Yeah, please. This is my first time playing DraftKings. It's really intense, man. This was on Sunday. Sent me this. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of guys, and you get this a lot, the people that haven't like followed golf that intensely. You just get in, and if you just have a couple guys in the mix, it's fun. Like it's not disputable. And he asks, "Are you guys doing this every week, or just for the big turnies?" And the answer is, "Yes, we're doing it every week. We have a game going right now. Little, you know, it's it's a hard come down. It'd be like it'd be like you get an invite to go play Pebble Beach, and then three days later, you get the sh- you get an invite to play the shittiest course wherever you live. You're like, yeah, you know, uh, got, actually got a dinner with the girlfriend and uh, my parents. I uh, can't make it. You know, just." <laughs> It's it's a little hard now. I we signed up. I actually feel good about my lineup, but it. Guy, did you see almost six million people? I saw the guy that yeah. runs Fox Broadcasting tweeted out the most watched shows from last week, beside a couple news broadcasts like Sunday Night News on you know NBC or ABC. Golf was the highest watched television show on Sunday in America last week. Saw that. higher than all like the you know cable. You know Fox News does huge numbers. I think, you know, Rachel Maddow does big. The NBA no longer does. Baseball, obviously, is not in a national broadcast. That's just, there were a lot of eyeballs there. And whether that's just DraftKings, I think part of it is it's an easy watch. It's a a fun watch just because it was an intense tournament. I'd say that and Pebble and even Olympic, anytime you can give the nation shots of the Pacific Ocean on drones is hard to beat. Now with Olympic and, and Harding, you have to give the drone shots at Pebble. You don't
1: even need to. Right? We didn't, we didn't even get that. Horse. I kind of could have used a few more ocean shots, but
0: yeah, we're not going <laughs> to. There, there was, you know, I, I was listening to the No Lane Up podcast and they, they were really hammering. There were some sketchy missed shots the last like hour. Like when Dustin Johnson hit it in the hazard. Yeah. Not showing that, like you got to show that shot. Right. And there was a shot like, Paul Casey, I guess they didn't get a second shot or his putt that would have tied the lead on either 17 or 18. Like there is okay. a little bit of I do understand for the diehard golf because if you're just most golf people, every golf person I know is a big, definitely a big football fan, and most of them just like sports. You don't ever miss like the game like Kyle Kuzma hit the game winning shot. Can you imagine just like guys we came in late, Kuzma just hit a fadeaway three, or you know uh, Matt Prater just. Dinked it off the fucking left upright. They lose. Like you, you I, don't get that in other sports. No, iron
1: golf. I, you just do. I know, but I do wonder when you have seven guys tied for the lead. Is it? Is it physically possible to show everything that you need, every shot that you need to show? I don't. It's not like we were watching shots of Kepka. Like we were watching.
0: The only but he shots was out. We were, but in no, fairness, no, I, he was but out.
1: That but that's my point. Is we weren't watching meaningless shots. Like we didn't miss that shot for a meaningless shot. All we were seeing I, was meaningful shots.
0: Well, see, I, I'd say this, if I was just giving my, I'm just a fan, and I'm just a consumer, and now I have some juice on the thing. I completely understand early on, like holes one through like 12, 13, you just got to mix and match, play the hits, play your leaders, right? And if Tiger, hurt, you know, play him a little, I, I get it. I would say the last four or five holes, any person within a shot that has an opportunity, like and definitely a big name like you could put you could argue not showing DJ hit that like that's you, he's got to be shown i mean he's one back well, at the time no doubt i'm just saying it's not like we missed cuz even it. you said like god we i'm like did you see DJ chip in how
1: did he get over there you're like i don't know i didn't see the shot i'm like i didn't either they it. didn't fuck cuz they didn't show it well i understand i'm just saying it's not like they were sh- they were not showing it to show brooks doing nothing that's my point no. it's just it might be that this is impossibly hard easy to pick apart it's critical i'm surprised they don't go back and show it on a replay but it just, if they don't show on a replay, it's because they just didn't have it for whatever reason.
0: And, and at the end of the day, a major difference of a golf broadcast relative to baseball, basketball, and football, they would never take a commercial when the action is going. In golf, you have to, right? Your commercials are built in while the tournament is going. So it's not – they don't parallel each other as as a product that way. It's very easy for the NFL. You're never going to miss any action. Why? Because they literally stop the action for the commercial breaks. You and I, anyone that's been to a football game, college or pro, hell, some people at De La Salle might, if you just come into one of their broadcast games, like, why are they just sitting in the huddle for fucking so long? Because they're waiting for the whistle to be blown, the TV timeout, right? (laughs) They they do TV, you call games. Do the players, by the time, like, in college, they're like a sophomore, they just get it? Like you just know you got to wait an extra thirty seconds. It's probably not even that. Bad I don't being. even think they think it. They just
1: stand there until the whistle blows and they run on the field. Yeah, I think it probably goes pretty quickly if you're a player. You got other things. To yeah, think about, you're right. catching
0: your breath for sure. In baseball, you're just it's built into the between innings. And in basketball, like football, they build in TV timeouts. Right?
1: They're literally calling been timeouts. using the same amount of time between innings before you were ever on television. The sport in high school, when it's not televised, is built to be a televised sport.
0: you just taking ground balls, warming up in between innings, yeah. And, and they do TV timeouts and
1: basketball in colleges every four minutes, in the NBA is it every four, two? I think they both – well, the NBA changed their clock two years, two or three years ago in terms of how many timeouts they take. It might be, did they change it to three or when their mandatory timeouts are? it's just a completely different. And yeah, I don't remember exactly what it is for the NBA, but,
0: and, 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 and if I wanted to defend golf, it's much easier when it's just two or three guys fight. And it's just, it's a two or three guy tournament on that, you know, the back nine, this one, there were, it felt like 10 guys and fuck. It's why all of us on the edge of our couch that on playing draft Kings or gambling, we're like, show my fucking guy. Like, what is Justin Rose doing? I,
1: I was pissed off, but I, I'm biased because I just yeah want to I see had my Finau, guy. DJ, Colin. I they were showing all my guys.
0: Yeah, they were not showing Justin. They Rose They were not enough. showing Rose.
1: They showed a lot of day. They showed kinda,
0: more... kinda. I,
1: I no, like to me they see, didn't show me, day, it day who didn't on the have same. Have him? It, I felt like I was seeing him a lot.
0: I didn't get feel like I got the same day as I did DJ. Now once he made a putt to go to
1: ten under. Then he got that treatment. For a lot and of the I thought, tournament, guy, DJ he deserved would, that fucking treatment. For a lot of the Sunday, though, DJ was the leader, right? Which is what, even though it didn't feel like t- to me, DJ was leading. It did not feel like he was leading.
0: I, I have no beef with you. He's one of your stars. He is kind of a household name with his, you know, with his wife, I fiance, girlfriend. I don't even know what they consider themselves. They got kids. Uh, that because it's not like she changed her name to Paulina Johnson, right? <laughs> Uh, and I don't blame her. He should have gone but, Dustin Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. He honestly, if you met him, you might. That's my, maybe how he DJ Gretzky. I thought you were DJ, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I so my, I was texting my cousin John, and he's like, "One thing golf could really use because it's got a lot of momentum right now, and the NFL just has this built in. And it's not always good, but it just happens, like an arrest or a scandal." Oh. I thought you were you gonna know? say
1: something else. Like I thought you were gonna say a famous guy's son. No,
0: I, I, I what they would like that wouldn't gulf. hurt either. That wouldn't hurt. But I, I think like Kepca got caught cheating on his wife with Taylor Swift, and they're now a couple. And it's just like what, and it goes mainstream because they already kind of feel us like weekly does the momentum. photo with the tear in between the two. Yeah, of them. or or just like a shoving match, like Kepka shoves Bryson. Bryson to me is a wild card. He's liable to do, he's an eligible bachelor. He's single. Even though someone texts me that he has a girlfriend for Fresno, but it, I've never seen her on any of the Instagram pics, that it feels like the more and more it gets like, how much does Bryson make? And, you know, some chicks get wind of he's making like 8, 10, 12, 15 million a year in endorsements. Like, God, he's making 20 million a year for a couple of years. I could see him just being dating not a Kardashian, but just someone kind of famous, but also kind of like trashy. And it just being kind of a national story where people, oh, that buff guy at the
1: golf that's dating her, like I, I think he's got that written all over. I just don't know if it resonates. I mean, who has ever done anything close to that in golf that has resonated with anybody? Did, was Greg Norman and Chris Everett were they a couple for a long time? Wasn't that? Yeah, I'd say apparent? Greg.
0: I I think Greg Norman was a pretty famous guy growing up, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, even if you weren't like growing up, would you would you consider yourself a big golf fan? Like when you growing were growing like, up, 10? no. Not yeah. at all. Never but you would, it. if I said, Do you know who it. Greg Norman is? Would you have said yes? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I maybe not when I, I think was ten, actually. But okay, like fifteen or whatever. Yeah. The, to me, there feels like there's now like there was only a couple of those guys growing up. Now there's probably like seven or eight. Social media has helped, but like I think maybe it's you know four or five guys like Rory Kepka, DJ Tiger.
1: Oh, Rory's a good it. example. Rory dated uh, a couple famous people. Was right? Yaki.
0: Yeah, he's married to an, uh, but you to me you can't be just be married to an innocuous model like I think Rory is now. That's one thing Rogers has had in his back pocket. Like God, he's dating Olivia Munn. Now he's dating Dana Patrick. Like right. uh, you know, to Russell Wilson. Oh, he's dating Ciara. It gives you a little crossover. It's why why do Nelly and Tim McGraw make a song? You want new fans? You know, you know, you could argue like, did they just do it for the wrong reasons? And you'd
1: be like, yeah, but they put together a jam. Maybe they just mutually admired each other's work. Well, how could you not? Yeah, I, I could use... So some, the all-time uh, Tom, greats. Tom Brady, Giselle. That's a great one. Uh, yeah, John John Kimmerling DMed me on Instagram. He said, fantasy... All he said was fantasy golf, dot, dot, dot. Who knew? Exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. Not me eight weeks ago. And yeah, here we are, John. So, If, if you would have told me five years ago,
0: Middlecoff, you're not only going to like fantasy, you're going to be really into... Daily fantasy golf, even though technically it, I consider it like four-day fantasy golf. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I don't know if I'd believe you. Draft, download the app, draftkings.com. Use the promo code HAM. This ad is co- continues. Um, when you use the promo code HAM, you get a free shot at a million bucks with your first deposit. Only a DraftKings. NBA, we've been saying this. Get in. Get a little practice game or two in. For next week, we'll have a DraftKings uh, basketball game. You pick eight players. Stay under the cap. Points, three pointers, rebounds, assists, all that. DraftKings.com, promo code HAM. Or the app, promo code HAM. Yeah, get on it. At sign up. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. For details. Yep. Uh, okay. Oh, you know what? I kind of perked up when I saw this in my, t- when I saw our buddy uh, Matt Mayoko tweet. Steve Young says, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Just like, this is what happens during a season, right? It's just famous former players says stuff about current players. Yeah. You haven't had Jimmy, a lot of those. you are like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo sucks? <laughs> oh no, I did not say that. Steve Young says, Jimmy will never be Elvis Gerback. Uh no. that's not what he said. Steve Young said this. So Mayoko has the you know, did the book Letters to 82 about Dwight Clark, and he did a um um a virtual event to remember Dwight with a lot of former 49ers. And so I, if you want to go Check that out. Just go to the NBC story by Mayok or go to his Twitter page and you can find it. But this is what Steve said about how the Niners are going to be tested this year. Um, One of the easier hurdles to come – one of the easier hurdles is to come from behind. People aren't really ready for you. You get really good fast and you kind of run through the season and run the table. It almost happened last year. That's the best way to do it. Now comes the hard work. And if they can do it this year, you've got to think they can do it every year for four or five years, they're going to be tested and it'll be fun to watch because if they can withstand the scrutiny and the intensity, that's when you think, oh, we're going to be great for a long time because that's a big filter. It's a big hurdle to get through. There's an extra level of challenge this year because the rest of the league now knows they are the kings. They're everybody's homecoming game. Every game that they play will be the biggest game of that other team's year. The challenge will be put out there. You've got to know that everything Kyle and the Niners did last year was innovative. Now it will be ubiquitous throughout the league. Now everyone's going to be doing this stuff. So, I, you know, he's saying, hey, anyone can kind of do the one-year thing when no one counts on you. The question is, can you come back and do it again? And if you can now, that's when I start buying for the next four or five years you're going to be a force.
0: I'd, I'd put a little bit of uh, asterisk probably be too strong, but just – this year's a little unique, right, with the no fans. For sure. The hype on the game's going to be a little different. To me, there's like every team is almost battling a little bit of themselves as well as their opponents, even though I think he's on to something. Like I was thinking when you were reading that quote, can you imagine every get team in the last couple of years that's played Seattle? And even if they just came off a bad loss like they can, like the Seattle loss to the Browns or the Jags or the Carolina Panthers last week. It's so easy for if you're Belichick or you're Sean McVay or you Doug Peterson, whoever, and you're playing Seattle to just throw up their record over the last 10 years. Be like, this team makes the playoffs every year. You know who you're playing this week? A playoff team with a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. It's like you don't even need to show the game tape from last week. The Patriots, I would say, definitely are the easiest. But the Steelers, the Ravens, all these teams that are always good, the Saints, now the Chiefs. It's just built in when you're playing them. Um, guys kind of, I think, come in the locker room a little bit different. The 49ers, and, and we... I don't want to say poo-poo. Jimmy Start four year three years ago when he came in at the end of the season, they were 1-10 and, and they finished 6-10. and 10. But it was not the same as being a 10-1 team and taking over, right? You were a little under the radar. You were terrible. And he kind of got it rolling. And I just... I do think there's validity to what he's saying, The teams are going to look at you differently. But I, I, I think this year's a little bit unique in the sense of, are you are, are you truly the hunted, or are you just, this is a team that was really good last year. Like, I think it takes you a couple years to become truly the hunted uh, if you didn't win it. Yeah, I don't, don't out, especially outside of your division. I, think I just think pl- they'll be viewed as a good team, and people will get up for them.
1: They got good players. But I think part of this is about the coaches, from what, Steve's saying right part of what Steve is saying is the test is also it's one thing to catch everybody by surprise which is a lot of what Kyle does like Kyle's strength one of the things he does to people is he catches them by surprise that's the beauty of his play calling I think that's part of what he's saying too is like if you're a player it's not just that you're going to go in and the other player is going to have a target on your back or emotionally you're going to be the biggest game I mean that is what he's saying but part of what he's saying yeah. too is these teams now have spent you, you, you don't have the time, the wherewithal. It doesn't make sense to spend your whole offseason preparing for the Niners and the Jags to the same degree. Because if you're below the 49ers, which every team except the Chiefs is below the 49ers, part of your offseason plan is we got to get through them. If you're the Packers, you're thinking about how do we get, we got to get through the Vikings, we got to get through the 49ers, we got to get through the Saints, right? Your list is longer than a team who, like the Cardinals' list of the teams they got to get through is longer. But if you're the Niners, you're on everybody's list in the NFC and you're on everybody's list, period, except for Kansas City's. Kansas City's like, are, I mean, I'm simplifying it. Obviously, Kansas City knows maybe they got to play you again, but I, I think that's part of what he's saying is they are on everybody's to-do list. And the better you are, the more to-do list you're on. And
0: I, I think you bring up a good point with the coach. I think a lot of these coaches are like, I want to beat Kyle Shanahan. Like he, everyone's blowing Kyle. He's the best fucking coach since sliced bread. Kyle's the man. Kyle's the man. Like fuck you! I'm the man, right. And they're coming for him.
1: Yeah, you know when I, th- I want to raise, gonna I'm want... going to tell them. That I'm going to tell my owner, my GM about the time I put up. My defense held Kyle Shanahan to nine points. Like, do you think it was easier when you were playing
0: Sean McVay last year to get a little extra juice? Like, you know, I'm a, I'll work for an extra hour. I, I want this kid to come back to earth a little bit. Yeah, right. It's a com- very competitive industry that way, just like every industry you know is in some form or fashion. This one though, like you get individually judged as a head coach against the other head coach, as a team against that other team. I I just think the Niners roster is just pretty like they are in a good position. They yeah. should just be really good. And if you have a good coach, because the one thing when you watch Kyle, like he has a scheme, but I don't feel like I watch the same thing every week. Like once he kind of get gets you down, he'll bludgeon you with just run plays. But like to start a game, the first half. There were a game last year where he ran like a counter trap that went for a touchdown to Breda, and why did he say? Because I saw these guys would over counter this way. Yeah, you have other games where he starts with a play action bot. like he just he'll do whatever you don't do, which is why I think he gets so much credit at being a good schemer is he's not tied to just to just individual plays every game. If he if he thinks it will work against you, he'll use it. Now he has a set of plays. But I, I think his versatility in his toolbox is why I feel confident about him moving forward. Now, I think a huge part of their success is their defensive personnel last year was really good. They got some new pieces this year in the sense of, you know, I think it's pretty clear if you're going to go at the Niners, you're going to throw out the left side of their defense every single play, right? Whether that's Mosley, whether that's Weatherspoon, whoever's playing another corner. I'm not even wasting my time with you, Richard, just because these other guys, it's proven to be way worse than you. And like last year, I knew Buckner was a star. I'm gonna Kinlaw's gonna have to just show that he can just play well. Right. I'm gonna run it right at him. Yeah, and I think Trent Williams or wasn't Trent Williams? Maybe it was like oh, it was Nick Bosa said he was like the one of the biggest humans he's ever seen about Trent. He's a huge about human about Kinlaw. Yeah, I just think I saw this picture. He tweeted. It got retweeted in my timeline. Just like. Born in JUCO, born and raised. It's like a picture of him with an iron. You know the JC guys take a lot of pride that like once you make it right. I didn't. It's like bro, you were in the SEC for a right, couple years. Right. It's not like you didn't get drafted out of junior college. You know, like Will Muschamp, he was originally. I would look at his offers, like Clemson was on. Yeah, he, he just didn't go did there because no one believed qualify. in him. <laughs> yeah, it's like bro, you were to, you know two ninety coming out of high school.
1: Yeah, but easy for us to say now, right? The path is a lot easier when it was someone else's and they've succeeded. It's a different well, animal when you're walking into well, that J. When when you thought you were going SEC and then you walk into that JC dorm room. If well, there exactly. is a dorm. It's easy. It's e- it's easy for me to not like dorm. make
0: be sarcastic. Yeah. All you do is have to watch one episode of any season of Hard Not or of Last Chance You to the know lonely work. The junior college is a little different animal than playing, you know, power five conference.
1: When you show up at a JC, nobody just assumes, ah, he's just going to put in the work academics. will be great. And he'll be onto the sec.
0: I think they assume you probably won't make it right.
1: Yeah. I think so too. They,
0: they assume play you the won't odds. Make it.
1: Like how many talented guys have we seen come through here who thought they were going to the sec. It's just,
0: well, or, or just how many sec bounce backs guys that were scholarship offered didn't qualify Come here, act like they're the shit, and then just stay here, and then don't go.
1: JC to right? first round pick is not the path.
0: The Niners do have two of them, right? <laughs> so you'd say, well, they're they're a bad example because Brandon Iuk, but it's and just most Kilo, of their first
1: rounders aren't JC. Like just mo, you know, just most first rounders aren't JC guys.
0: No, but you're right. That's you a good w- point. But if you just went through, like off the top of our head. You know the Tua Herbert right. Burrow, like Burrow's like, Burrow had it tough. You mean transferring from Ohio State to LSU because he got beat out by uh, Dwayne Haskins, who drafted fifteenth? Like, yeah, it's it's an understandable path. Yeah, he's like, well, Ed Ogeron, you mean gave you the keys to the LSU football program? Like that that was where you you didn't you didn't transfer to Ball State. Nobody but believed. I do understand. I mean, Tom Brady's still talking about 199 20 years later. You still
1: got to earn it, right? I just think from yeah. the outside, things always look so much easier. Like, yeah, of course you went to LSU and dominated. Duh. Easily could have gone to LSU and gotten beat out because it wasn't good enough. What's J.J. Watts saying? Like, uh, I go to work every day because rents do?
0: My rents due every day or some JJ, bullshit? J.J., you're paying no rent? <laughs>
1: no. J.J., you paid for your house with cash. You don't even pay him a mortgage. <laughs> um, yeah, I maybe there's something to be said to, for the 49ers also having guys, having two first-round J.C. guys. Uh, guys who know what it's like to have to put in the work. But I do understand where Steve's coming from. I think you and I both bet on the Niners. But I think part of Steve's point is when you're in it, it's easy to just assume from the outside they were there, they'll be back there again. And I remember I've heard Chris Peterson, when he was the coach at UW, say this. Just because we were in the Fiesta Bowl last year, we don't get to start back at that square, the Fiesta Bowl square the next year. We get to start back at the same square that we would have started if we went seven wins and lost the potato bowl. Like, you still have to start back at square one. So I think Steve was kind of – you think about all the time Steve has been through this as a backup quarterback and then as a starting quarterback. Like, yeah, great year you guys had. But you start back at square one. You don't get to start – this isn't the FedEx Cup where the guy that's in second place to start the FedEx Cup championship starts at minus eight. And the guy that's at first place starts at minus ten. And the guy that's at third place starts at minus six. It's not how football season works. But But I'd say most
0: businesses, right – Like, if you don't maintain whatever you're doing, whatever your business is, even if the guy's like, yeah, we'll re-up. Well, if you do a shitty job the next year, they may get rid of you. I think about it with us all the time. If we do a shitty show, who knows if we get five new people that day and listen. Like, fuck, these guys aren't that good. Like, you do just, in any walk of life, in a high-level profession, or you take a lot of pride, you need to come with the mindset. Like, every day is a new fucking day, right? Because it's, and football, of all sports, where I'd say things change the fastest, right? Like, in the NBA, when next season starts, me and you could probably name 14 out of the 16 playoff teams, right? I think this year in the NFL, there's a good chance we got three or four new ones in both conferences. I'd say Tennessee's no lock. I'd say, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, the Niners have done it once, but you just never know. The Packers could fall off. You just, who knows?
1: The Cowboys could be right back in the mix. The Eagles could be out. What's the saying, John? It's good enough for government work. Doesn't work like that in the NFL. No. All right. I, I uh I hope my buddy Joe has like some apartment rentals. And on Monday he was he's putting up new drywall, ceiling drywall. I mean, he's doing up a doing a lot, but Monday I told him I could help him because these pieces of drywall are really heavy. They're like eighty five pounds because they're double soundproofed, whatever. So he's upgrading the insulation. So you know you put the drywall up. It's you got a lift that you crank, and then you just you start screwing in, San, in all these in San Francisco in El Cerrito. Gotcha. So then you go and you put like six screws in each beam, but the screw has to be you know you're trying to get each one flush, and a couple yeah kind of you know it's kind of not flush, it's at a little bit of an angle, and he'd be like, well, good enough for government work, but we would pull it out and do it correctly, right? But the joke, anytime I missed a beam because I missed a couple beams. Like good enough for government work. It's not good enough for your for your own personal remodel. Is Haberman turned into a little blue collar on the side construction worker? Well, I made a mistake like three weeks ago. He's like, "You ever do? uh, You know, you ever do? Or maybe it was more than that." I've always been telling Alyssa, my wife, like, "Oh yeah, in high school, I did one summer. I helped a handyman. I've done all kinds of work." So finally, came time to prove it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's you know, you know what I always there's a right way. There is always a right way and a wrong way to do things, and you just. Doesn't, just because you can get away with it, in the NFL, it doesn't work like that. You getting away with it, you get your ass kicked.
0: Yeah, I, I, or in this I, business, I think about sometimes manual labor. Just a little side rant on manual labor. Dating dating this girl named Jen. Jen. She gets very angry at me. Not angry, but makes fun of me that I'm not good with my hands. I'm not a handyman, and yeah, I say, you know what? Me I'm not. I'm not a handyman. I have no chance to fix a car, my air conditioning, all this shit. It goes. A water heater, I'm fucked. But you know what's great about me? I know that there is a large segment of people that like think they can do it, and and then they they can't do it, and they waste all their time, and they ultimately pay. Like I'm not that guy. Like I know the directions. Let me let me go, and then we end up in the Grand Canyon. We were supposed to end up in Tempe. I'm not that person. I know my weaknesses, and they are a, a large majority of my things in life are my weaknesses. Like I, I can talk, I can eat. Uh, I can watch TV. I'm good at. Like, I, I don't do many things well. So I, I think that manual labor people I have nothing but respect because it's hard. You know, it's. I, I actually don't think they get enough respect for how hard it is to just do shit like that. You know, you start hanging in the drywall. You're like, fuck, this is you Imagine I mean, doing that for a week, let alone a month, let up, alone a year. It took,
1: us, I don't know, it took us a while to put up five big boards. Now, we did some other stuff, too, but yeah. And, you know, it's like here's the other part of it, John. Like you, we spend all our time on this. So, golfing, so uh, you know, you're not going to watch seven hours of how to fix a water heater or YouTube videos. You're just going to... But time I think is,
0: they tell you they, they learn how to do it just over time. Right? You just work on it. Well, nuts, yeah, that's, but that's my point. It's like I'm spending all my time on this. I know. I'm trying to find angles on Steve Young's comments. It's not easy, okay? It might not build calluses on your hands, but it tests the mind and the
1: patience. You I I, just want sports to come back. I would back. say... Once or twice a year, someone in my Instagram feed is, like, retiling their bathroom. I'm always like, that looks I, – I, I commend you. Most of those Insta stories are, like, 9.30 p.m. I don't know. Have you noticed that? Anybody that's retiling their bathroom, it's usually, like, late at night because they got other stuff to do during the day.
0: Well, they, yeah, they go to work. They, <laughs> yeah. You do a side like, project.
1: damn. <laughs> See, I, oh, I know this. Where I, come, where I
0: come from, now, some of the stuff's expensive. So if you are going to do it, I, I would just pay the person to do it while I was gone. That's my, that's yeah. always been mindset. Cause they always do it way better than I can do it. That's also like, my problem is I can't do it that well. And then it should, then it's not done well. And then everyone's mad that it's not working. Whoever you're around. Well, it's like, well,
1: I'm just not good at it. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever watch any HGTV, like home remodel shows? I watch it a little bit. I, I go in spurts, yeah. but I, I do watch it from time to time. And there's always without fail, they look at a house and you like, they start tearing it down and there's always like that. Oh no. Oh my God. There's, we didn't budget for this. And it's you. nine times out of ten, it's like, why would these idiots, look what they did here. They skipped this wall. It's, it's always just some half amateur job, always. Like, why would they put this beam here? Oh, you can see where these morons tried to do this. Everybody you know the, who built a house that they buy on HGTV, they, they apparently buy their houses only for morons who tried to do their own work. Well, You know what the
0: equivalent is, guy? It's no different than when a, when a college football program take over and you talk to the strength coach. And the strength coach goes, you know, I don't know what the hell they were doing in here. I don't know, buddy. The same fucking lifts they've been doing since the beginning of time, squats, benches, sprints, the same shit you're going to do. The players just weren't that good, and the coaches sucked. You know, I, I when I got the new AC unit, the guy's were like, yeah, they really uh, half-assed your duck work. I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like everywhere you go, it's like this this AC, they didn't quite
1: run the pipes well enough. It's like, that happens at everything. But you like, notice- I, I don't know what to tell you. Anyone who's ever dealt with somebody who's like hospitalized, unless you have one doctor handling everything, there's always like, oh, everyone knows you don't give morphine to an XYZ patient. Then someone else is like, oh, everyone knows they shouldn't. I can't believe they discharged this person. Or, oh, I don't. Why did they use that kind of cast? Everybody's always making absolute statements that are like get refuted by somebody else's absolute statement in some different department three days later. Like, oh, it's. Everyone knows you don't X, Y, Z. Everybody says that. It's like, well, everybody must not know it because.
0: Well, isn't it happening? It's no different right now. That's what's happening with the college conferences of like, well, how can the SEC's advisor say, just keep moving forward? And how can the Big Ten's advisor say, stop it? Because in every, literally every profession, that fucking happens. You walk in, one person says, do this. You walk in, the other person says, do this. It's no different whether we're talking science, whether we're talking building a home, or whether we're talking <laughs> squat racks for our offensive linemen. It's the same shit
1: everywhere you go. My dad hit me with a great theory the other day. I was talking to him about, uh, about like, everybody has a different sense of personal space right now, COVID, like what's appropriate, you know? Not everybody. I mean, a lot of people. I actually think most but people you kind know. of get it, but you just have different.
0: I, and I. Was but if talk- you're not if you're not paying attention at like the store, you can realize like I yeah. hey, I
1: wasn't trying to be well, a dick. I just bumped into you. I was at the golf course the other day, and I was talking to the starter, and somebody like stepped between us to grab a bucket of balls, and the starter's like, "Hey, dude, can you just back off for a second? Like the guy got really close to both of us, and he's like, "Man, these pe- some people." And I said, "You know, I do think some people. We've been going for five months now, because I was just sitting there bullshitting The guy, I, I said, I think some people just." you kind of forget, like you have just been living in this world. You're wearing your mask. You're doing your thing. You kind of just are in. You just kind of forget for a second. Like, oh, I, I forgot. I, I can't. I, be, I'm,
0: in, I'm in that. Category. I forgot. I
1: can't be that close to somebody. I just think there's, you know, it's been going on for a long time. My dad's he hit me. He's like, you know how when you're driving, everyone going faster than you going too fast and everyone going slower than you going too slow. He said, I think it's yeah. the same thing with Col- like everyone that's not as far away as you are. Is too close, and everybody who's further away than you are is overly protective. You walk down the sidewalk, somebody covers their mask, like, fuck you, I don't have it. But you see eight I people know. come and you put your mask on. It's like, well, you know, everyone's just doing what's right for them, whatever. But I think a lot of people. That's how humans think about most things is my volume well, is the right loudness? Or, yes, I can be having a party at 9 p.m., it's a Friday night, but my neighbor thinks it's bullshit, right? It's. <laughs> Yeah. The
0: way and in and, 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 and fairness to this one, no one knows. Right. There is not like set guidelines. There are recommended things people believe in. Some people don't. So there is not like like you go to a restaurant, I'd say for the most part, people relative, like if you go to a nicer restaurant, most people have nicer clothes on and acting kind of right. Like, I I think this one is, like, what is the drill? And like you said, we're however many months into it. People don't even, like, is this still going on? It kind of is going on. Like, do I wear a mask? Do I have to wear a mask when I go on a fucking walk? I go on a walk sometime. I see people wearing a mask by themselves in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I I do understand, like, if you're a runner and you put it on when you run by someone, I I guess, like, I'm not going to spit on you, but I, I understand it. I don't understand the people that are just walking. No one around outside wearing a mask. But, and I, someone told me this the other day, they're like, I think a lot of people think, like, they think that's a rule,
1: and I, I would be like, yeah, I, I would, I think that might be the case. I, like, I don't I think, think people
0: understand what rules are right well,
1: now. Well, I also think, like, I know as a bandana wearer, it's super easy to just put it around, when I'm on a walk, I'll go bandana, because it's easy just to pop it up and pull it down, pop it up, or you've got that neck gaiter thing. But you
0: don't walk with the bandana on the But whole sometimes time I'll notice, ready.
1: I'll put it on, and I just might, especially if it's a little cool out, I just might leave it on without really even thinking about it, because it feels kind of warm, it's nice. I don't.
0: See, I don't judge bandana people,
1: and the but, thing I have but along, here's the, the thing: mission. those ma- I think masks are kind of a pain in the ass to pull out of your pocket, put them on, take them off. If you've got the kind that goes around your ear, so if it's cold, now I do more cold weather walking because this the is city I- it's cold. I'm in 95 degrees, it's hot, yeah. So, but I think for some people, they just put it on and then they don't even have to think about it. Maybe they forget it's there, doing listening to a Haberman, and Middlecoff podcast. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah,
0: see, I mean, I, I think it's kind of weird, but out of respect, like, I I understand their own like if that's space, if that's their know.
1: weirdness, is they keep their mask on, like, you know. No big, no sweat off your back, right? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but I do wonder about them. Like, are you okay in there? Yeah, is everything all right? Uh, John, do you have it? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, hey, go inside. <laughs> you crazy person. Uh, John, let's tell the people about slash ham. Right now, you need sleep. You always need sleep, but you need good quality sleep now more than ever. Here's what you do you go to sleepnumber.com. Dot com slash ham. It helps you. It supports us. We appreciate when you do that when you go to SleepNumber.com. slash ham.
0: You have a bed, I have a bed, they are elite beds. I try to get, I I think you do too, seven to eight hours of sleep. I, I'm not one of those Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, no sleep guys. Like I, I, I need my sleep. I, I feel well rested and it's it's changed my life since owning a sleep number bed. And they're just they're just fantastic. I, I get a lot of compliments uh, and I know that I, I love the bed. So sleepnumber.com slash ham, uh, sleep is just in 2020. There's just no reason to not get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Like we have the, the data's in, we know it's a game
1: changer and uh sleep slash ham. Check it out. The beauty is the sleep IQ data. We know exactly how much, uh, of a game changer it is sleep number bed owners enjoy almost an hour more of sleep per night. An hour more per night, which is just off the charts, Um, it's proven sleep quality. You got the different – you can go, you need a little softer, you need a little firmer. This side needs to be a little firmer. This side needs to be a little softer. So the personalization, and then you get the Sleep IQ data, which is technology, in the bed. So you don't have to wear a bracelet. You don't have to wear a ring. You don't have to do any of that. The bed tracks how you're sleeping, gives you personalized insights, I've tried to do the, the bracelet thing, John. It's just I don't like having it on all the time. The Sleep IQ bed takes care of all of that for you. Proven sleep quality uh, is proven to be life-changing with the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Now, for a limited time, you save 500 bucks on select Woo. Sleep Number beds. 500 bucks. Shop your way. You can go to Sleep Number store. Or, at least to start, go online. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Do it. Yeah, do it now. Uh, all right, Justin Thomas cussed on the course the other day on cable, mind you. This was this was on ESPN that he cussed. It wasn't even on CBS yet when he dropped an F bomb. Yeah, it was on ESPN. Very wide uh, mics, hot mics. Uh, even the guys on TV kind of laugh at it, like, oh, <laughs> you know, they don't. Somebody apologized at some point because somewhere along the way you have to. But uh, I did not think I saw. Like Cowherd tweeted, like people who hate the custom, and I was like, Colin, no one's even mad about who I haven't seen one tweet, but sure enough, somebody wrote an article about it. Well,
0: pe- people, the older people get mad though; they they're not as active on social media. Remember, social media that's like two percent of but the population any, but, actually but, but, tweets. I
1: know, but I don't even. It became a big. It became, a, bi- it became
0: a big deal, three or four years ago on a prime time, on like a Romo Nance game. Tom Brady dropped a "fuck you" or a, a, some sort of. The F word, I I can't, maybe it was like a, I don't think it was like an excited F word. I don't remember I think it it was more like an angry F word. And CBS got a bunch of people calling in. And I I do think there's an older generation, I think there's a split over swearing. Because I used to get in trouble swearing, even though my parents swore. And I I think in our generation, just speaking for myself, like I, I think it's pretty prevalent. Like I don't even think swearing is viewed like what it was viewed like 15, 20, 30 years ago there is an older generation that in this article for USA Today, which I, I thought was pretty embarrassing, because one thing that always bothers me, guy, and it, I mean, ugh, it grinds my gears, is that when a player in the NBA says the F word, like Draymond does a lot, and they get technicals, because in, in, in this the way this guy wrote it, it reminded me of the same thing. This is not Little League. This is not junior varsity basketball. And in this article this douche wrote this is he started by saying this is not the way the son and the grandson of pga professional should be acting on the course and thomas knows it and then he wrote this and this is this is a line that really really bothered me and what thomas said was dude you got to be fucking kidding me when his putt didn't break yeah like and the mics were hot and they got it perfectly but he said if this were a junior event in south florida pga thomas would be warned after the first offense and removed from the course suspended after the second offense In my first response to this guy, his name is uh, Craig Dolch, and I Googled him. He's been a journalist for 40 years, you know, one of those old big J's. Not only is this not a junior event, this is the PGA Championship with an $11 million purse. (laughs) Like, this is the big leagues. So that putt is hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. And it's a human reaction for normal people, because golf is just like baseball. I think Jock Peterson's been nailed a bunch this year, because he's a strikeout guy huge loud F-bombs that just echo in in the Dodger Stadium. I, I've seen it like retweeted three different times, his echoes. People are like, God, he's got the loudest F-word. And, and golf, like baseball, you're going to fail. You're going to miss putts. You think you're like, I'm on this pitch, right? Jock's like, he's gonna and he misses it. J- Justin goes, I read that perfectly, and it didn't break. And he swore – but to compare this and i think it often we would never act like that in little league or in, in high school ba- it's not high school basketball this is the pros if you go to a construction site with a 20 million dollar or 50 or 100 million dollar condo complex it's an edgy environment there's a lot on the line people swear and it's just i i don't even know why this stuff like the older generation the disconnect I don't think Justin Thomas even knows what he said. He he's not disrespecting his grandpa, who was a PGA professional. He's putting. He's a number one player in the world putting for millions of dollars. Like it's just it's a tense environment. Now he the PGA tour doesn't care. I mean they they don't want that broadcast on network. But it's just whatever. you know. It's who yeah,
1: cares. I so I I read the whole article. I didn't think it was as embarrassing as you did because i because one of the core pieces well, but the guy i didn't read I, I i just i just that, that was just the well one of the core the things the guy it. writes twofold right that unlike the nba or baseball like golf has fundamental rules like from an early age about like specifically golf is one where just you have to wear pants and you don't drop f-bombs and right like being a professional is a whole different element of golf to a degree that we don't have in other sports right just like respecting the game is something we hear in baseball but with golf specifically I think that I think it's I think in other sports you're taught to respect your opponent. Well there's no and no, no, shake no you are and, but I think specifically golf has like these etiquettes that even other sports have. Like if I said to you which sport would act the weirdest about an F bomb wouldn't you say golf?
0: Yeah, I mean it just I I mean I guess it's but it's just I mean, the tightest tight of the sports. sports. I mean you have
1: to yeah. like right? I think I we guess, can agree like, fundamentally, it's just the tightest of the sports. Just whatever base, yeah. little basic traditions they have. It's just everyone's tired. But like everyone it, on tourists, but no, I'd no, say no, the I majority understand. of guys on tourists I, I do think there's this weird fascination going on right now. Maybe because I, I think it's probably because generationally it has changed about how acceptable it is to just use a random F bomb. With like when you use the F bomb sometimes in some circumstances, people think it's just the coolest thing ever, even though everybody does it by and large. So I don't quite I just, get it. I just
0: think it's part of vocabulary. Well, it now, definitely almost. is. So, but yeah. people,
1: some, it, it's so common. And yet, in some context, you drop an F-bomb and people just think it's the coolest thing ever. But um, but fine, it's loose. I, so one of the things he writes, though, is like 20 years ago, he had a little girl. And Dottie Pepper, did you see this? It was actually kind of funny. Dottie Pepper, in a TV event, screwed up and said to herself, Dang it, Dottie! And the next guy, this, the next day, this girl's daughter started saying to herself, Dang it, Dottie. So I do think parents, maybe I know plenty of parents who freely use the F-bomb, but try not to use it around their kid for, you know, even but, though we, I think that's most. So parents. I think that's a lot of where this stuff comes from is like parents not wanting. And I know we, it's always easy to go like, what about the children? So I, I do think that's part of where some of the stuff comes from.
0: Yeah, I just, I think it's an I,
1: overreaction. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I get that for generations to say the word fuck in a conference meet in a meeting room would be you it, people look at you like do you have no sense for what is appropriate like can i trust you see no i, I feels, wonder if you i do think like if you, you were doing a, a pitch 30 years ago for some ad oh yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah like yes, you would yes. not use i, I would ag-
0: I, i'd agree there but if you and just went say, to the depending like the, the disney board of directors meetings in 1991 yeah, if, if it was internal meeting, right
1: right now yeah. if you're on a zoom call with all the people from your company if you had a Zoom call right now with someone else is pitching you and they dropped an f bomb, you'd go like, you might you might not think much of it, but it would probably be kind of weird. I would think. Yeah, but that, but there, there to me, there's a difference of like no, there is. A time I'm just a saying, like, people we're you still, don't know, he's by himself. We are not like we're still plenty of people are still cycling through the world right now that grew up with, even me, I grew up you. I wouldn't have said the f. Yeah, word in I did too. House. So I do think we're no, just in this evolutionary. In 80 years, that column doesn't get written. But, but to me, I I am not. To me, it's. I guess my point, John, where I would disagree with you a little bit is I get why it gets written in 2020. I understand why that See, guy but writes my, it. My, I will not like. I don't think it's children, embarrassing. Is my point? Yeah, I'm not
0: allowing my children to say the f bomb when they're 12 years old eating dinner. Like you're a slap dick if you're doing. No one, any of us respect, allow that to happen. Like that, to me, that's not necessarily going to change. But there is, there's always this outrage with people like this. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they,
1: outrage to me means widespread. This is a person who wrote a uh, column.
0: Yeah, but, and I think that older, gen. but like, it's just like, if you can't understand, and God, it really angers me with the NBA when, when they tee a guy up with stuff like it's like this is – there's a lot on the line. This is not – because I I do think these guys tend to be – now, the NBA might have jumped the shark right on being respectful to referees. Like, there is a balance there. But it's like you got to allow these guys – like, there's just a lot of pressure in these events, whether it's a major, whether it's an NBA playoff game, whether it's, you know – I actually think baseball does the best. Like, you're allowed to kind of scream back and forth. There's just a line once they say, no more – to me, and you it's can't like,
1: argue balls and strikes specifically.
0: Yeah, but it's like often like when and Draymond, I know he's a repeat offender or whatever, but he doesn't like no more. It's like, what the fuck? He's just screaming it out, and then he, it's just like, what are we doing? It's different in golf, but I, like, it's just he's frustrated. I get, but, but again, I just I, but Justin it.
1: didn't get a technical foul. Like, it's just a guy wrote a column, and I get to me. I guess what I'm saying is, I get his column. Nothing's happening. Yeah, but, to anybody but one of the
0: things it. he, but but his number one comparison guy was that he would have been kicked out in a junior tournament. Like there are no parallels to that. Like I, I okay, went for a jog so yesterday. It's
1: it's, it's lot. Illog- some of it is illogical, but I just get where it I get what he's saying. But I, I but disagree I don't think with people it, but I view. It.
0: Yeah, I, I just think part of what's made golf a little more mainstream is it just feels like their guys are a little more human. Yeah,
1: but but again, like I don't think this guy's opinion is the majority opinion. Well it's not. I just So I, I, that's just, what I'm saying. It's like I the world is clearly changing. I mean we can say whatever, but we I want also, as
0: someone that uses it, like there are times and places where I am cognizant, and I would never allow my children. Yeah,
1: and and, and, know, and
0: uh, his point is, golf used to be that way too. Yeah, and it also probably struggled to get a lot of people to watch it. Now
1: it's seven, yeah. six million people. All right, whatever, but it's changing. changing. But it's not changing. Yeah. You didn't get six million people because you, sometimes you can pick up an F bomb on a no, but mic. it's just because it's become a more relatable sport for sure. And part yeah. of it is the young guys that that play the sport. But I'm just saying, I get how that column gets written. Because historically, that's how the sport has been. It's been the tightest yeah. of them all.
0: It 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 angers me. Like at the end of the day, I, I barely even read this guy's column. It it's more of an it's an
1: NBA pet peeve of mine, big time.
0: And I I just
1: I see that's where man. I would we we disagree on this a lot. I think the NBA having its players screaming at its refs is bad. I just think it's bad. It just wastes but, but time. But I see it's but I see
0: more act. like when they not when they're just screaming out loud and frustrated. Oh, yeah. They get it. I.
1: And I, I think but are, I also I think guys little... know how to manipulate it where they look they don't look like they're yelling at the guy but they I mean they know how to manipulate the situation too players yeah just I I, I think technically I don't get, think get thrown
0: out a little liberally too often in big yeah NBA I, spots.
1: I don't think you should have players ejected but I like it's bad for your sport to have an environment where players get ejected but I also think you need players to understand like let's we're gonna stop ejecting you but you got to stop being so players have gotten so over the top with their outbursts, yeah. and I think it's bad for – I just – it's a waste of time. It's – I don't know. I think it's been – baseball, too. Baseball needs to – like, the more time you have arguing, it's just a waste of time. Like, guys, stop running out of your dugout. You're wasting time. I know. Well, they're, they're, And it doesn't resonate least... with anybody. Like, it doesn't do anything for anybody.
0: But the home plate up in baseball is probably coming down the home stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I, well, there's probably still – have to. you still have plays at the plate. Like, you'll need them there.
0: Oh, so he would still be there with the robot, just wouldn't be calling balls and strikes. Yeah, the
1: leagues where they have a guy, the light lights up for balls and strikes. The umpire still there for place at the play. He just does. He just doesn't go left or right. Strike. You got to give ball. some. Someone's got to <laughs> give the catcher the foul, the next baseball to throw to the pitcher. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you, does that guy take like a thirty percent pay? Cut? You know, you know
1: how you uh, have you ever been to? Um, I've left a parking garage before where there's like three. There's like three exits, right? Two of them are just automated. You just put in your credit card. And the third one, San Francisco International Airport has this. There's a person there in case anyone's paying with cash. But if you drive up to the person and you have a credit card, they take your credit card, they reach out of the window, and they put it in the credit card slot that you would have put it in. So I've done that before. To me, that's like, I'm like, what are we doing? Why? Just, I'll, I got the card. I'll handle this. You keep watching a soap opera. Do whatever you're doing in there. Yeah, it's 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 almost like one of those government jobs, it's, man. It's, it's, it's an easy it's one. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: That's got to be one of those. About three hours in, you're like, How long am I gonna? Do I want to do this job?
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know Netflix. You probably could do it all day long. True. I mean, could
0: how long do you think you would last as a toll
1: guy at the Bay Bridge? That'd be a tough one. That'd uh, be a tough one. But maybe I just listen to this podcast again. Everything I go back yeah. to now is just may I just listen to a podcast while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be easy. Uh, let's see. As we're recording this, is the Pac-12 announced a canceled season yet? Let me check uh, Twitter. I haven't I don't seen. Miss that. If they do it, I don't know. I mean, maybe you listen to this and they didn't cancel the season, but there's been a lot of talk of that. Um, so I, I hope they just postpone. If if it's even that, they're not going to start their season till the end of September. But I mean, one thing is for sure, right? If And we talked about this when Jamal Adams got traded to the Seahawks, is maybe the Seahawks view a first round pick this year as, as more of a crap shoot than normal. And I saw DJ Thiel Jeremiah tweet about just like how hard – it could be. I, I do think if you're listening to this and the season's been canceled or if it does get canceled, one of the things you and I will be talking a lot about is there are some elite prospects that, you know, yeah, Penney Sewell's been scouted a lot. He was a two-year starter as a left tackle at Oregon from his freshman year. Okay, but his junior year was still going to matter. Like, here's a question for you, John. When you were scouting, how much... You're the West Coast scout, which you were. You scout Oregon a lot, which you did. Would you have much written up on Pinay Sewell since he was not draft eligible the two years you would have been going through Oregon.
0: Yeah, I mean I I if you like a guy that does the West Coast or a, an area for years, you're keeping tabs on the elite guys. So like you've taken several notes on him. And you just because you know like, it's going
1: to make your job easier in a year when you have to yeah, go Yeah, and think
0: about you watching Justin Herbert, you're just watching a lot of him. Like when I did it, I kind of went in. I had been living in Philly, come from the West Coast. Like I hadn't been watching, like the guys that had such a huge advantage, just watching Marquise Lee, watching Star, watching Barkley. You just watch their whole career. It's I don't think it's as challenging with the top guys now. Where to me it gets challenging are the guys that kind of Utah always has these
1: guys right that like come
0: into the season fifth, sixth, seventh round, and then they just litter the second They're just day. Not even like,
1: on a draft. Like you haven't even heard. Yeah. Of them. And, and then it's like,
0: God, four Utah guys got drafted in the third round? I would imagine most of those guys coming in the season, like, yeah, they got some draftable players. Well, they, dude, there's this
1: guy, it's like, he does like a Phil Still preview. To me, they, they're the king of that in college football. Well, they are. There's this guy, Brett Cianci, who does pick six previews. It's like a Phil Still, But he does this rating based on, uh, he takes um, uh, your recruiting ranking, and then your draft, like how many guys you get drafted. And they have one of the biggest discrepancies between the star's that their recruiting classes have and the numbers that they have that get drafted. So it's just a development rating, basically.
0: Well, and I'd say yesterday, I, I don't know, this, this kind of hit me deep to my heart, mm. Fresno State canceled their football Mountain season. West, I Mountain know. West. Mountain And I'd say Utah is like the better version of Fresno and Boise. But every year, Boise probably a little more than Fresno over the last five or six years. How many guys on Boise are like, yeah, five guys on Boise State got drafted? Well, maybe one of them was viewed as like a top 50 player most of them Van, I didn't Vander Ash was a one year starter. Fresno every year has guys that kind of come out of nowhere and get drafted in the 4th round like could, the Pac-12 if they play an 8 game season. They already they have eight their they don't have open scholarships, right? They couldn't just go to Boise or Fresno and take their best player right now, could they?
1: Could Fresno could Oregon just. If I'm the best player for Fresno Boise State, State and
0: I was a dominant linebacker, could I transfer well, right now to Oregon or Cal or You know, one of we those haven't schools?
1: seen, like, could you get an immediate waiver to play if you're one of those guys? That was the thing that, remember, a while ago Feinbaum was like, there's going to be an exodus from the West. The problem is all those, it, you have your scholarships are all spoken for, for and That's the most what I'm part. saying. So, yeah, like, be hard. D- if
0: or, if I was Oregon State now, if you had a, and, Bo- and yeah. Boise cancels, what if I had three or four scholarships? Wouldn't I want their three or four yeah. best players if they were draft eligible guys? Sure. And if you're that guy, why wouldn't you go play there? Absolutely. If I was Oregon State, I'd be thinking like, can we get rid of a couple guys to get like Fresno and Boise and Nevada's like best two or three players? And Oregon would probably be hard because they are. How were do you like get rid of a couple guys
1: on scholarship? How do you get rid of scholarships though? Because even if you uh, take a guy off the team, you still have on the scholarship. You, you right? don't.
0: You you would just have to hope maybe you had a couple openings that usually. Which sometimes like, it happens. You know, yeah. Throw that video to like John uh, John Williamson, come up. You know, we want to thank you for being the number one walk-on scout team and you're on scholarship, you know. Yeah,
1: it's like, yeah. well,
0: maybe let's give that scholarship to the Fresno did State. Did he did he Star sign the Safety? paperwork
1: yet? I know we did that video last week.
0: It is pretty nuts that Fresno State is not going to play football this year Crazy. and Boise State because I was texting with someone last night, they're like would Boise State be the second best team in the ACC? I said, "Well, if they had to play the legit schedule, maybe they'd lose a couple games. But I think they would definitely be near the top. Like, they beat Florida State last year at Florida State down to halftime. Like, they would beat BC. They would beat Duke. Like, they would Remember when they were in the Big East Clemson. for,
1: like, nine hours? Remember that? How many games, Boise went do you to think the Big they'd win, for, like, a day?
0: If they played a 10-game ACC schedule beside Clemson and this year Notre Dame, would you say they could win every game?
1: No. I mean, it's the classic it's, UCF thing, right? Is UCF yeah, boys better? Than you- if They play in the ACC. I mean, they've been better than Boise no. the last three years. But I think they would probably go nine and three or eight and four. Yeah, but it's like, are you better than an eight and two team from a power league if you're an undefeated UCF?
0: But that's the pushback. There aren't no eight and two teams in the ACC, <laughs> besides Clemson and, and Notre Dame. They all are like six and six squads. Well,
1: yeah. Now, but where also- I think
0: they'd get you is like you get NC State at NC State. They could beat you, right?
1: I would not bet on those teams to go unbeaten. People just don't go no, unbeaten. I'm in power not fives. saying
0: unbeaten. What I'm saying is, like, if you put Boise State this year in the ACC and Notre Dame's in it, beside Clemson and Notre Dame, there is a chance that Boise State could finish third in a conference only yeah. schedule, is my point. Yeah.
1: I think there's a That's chance. But I also, I, I guess what I would say is, I think there's also a they chance. They could easily tennis. finish fifth. Yeah, exactly. They would have a low floor, maybe a high ceiling.
0: But but I can imagine being them right now and being some of their players where you go to Boise State, you plan on, like, winning big, going to the pros. That's a pretty big kick in the dick. You're like, we're not playing football this year?
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I do understand seeing all these schools. And I said to you before we get on, now we'll find out by the time you listen to this, it feels like delay or maybe some it's got pushed back a couple days. Who knows? Couldn't they do a rogue conference between the Pac-12 and the Big Ten of, like, Oregon, USC – Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, maybe a couple other teams. I, you know, Cal. I mean, because California teams have been cleared to go.
1: Yeah, there was the report. Remember the other day that like Nebraska, like Nebraska, Michigan, Penn State, and um, Ohio was State, Iowa, was Ohio, Ohio State yeah, would Ohio go State. to the Big Twelve. Yeah. And yeah. I saw somebody tweeted like, "I've talked to a source in Nebraska. There's been no talk of going to the Big 12. What I would say to them is, "Yeah, there has. They talk about it every year." Every team talks about changing conferences all the time. The last, yeah. you know, now is it changing? You don't need to quote unquote go to the big 12. You just go, Hey, this year we are playing your big 12 schedule. Um, yeah, you could, I'd be a little surprised. The pe- the one thing I would say to this point now, maybe it's different because like Nebraska has been practicing. Like there, there's a media availability. That's why Scott Frost talked on Monday and said, we are playing football. We'll play with, we'll play in another team's league. Like we'll, we'll do whatever we are playing ball. Um, we haven't really heard any Pac-12 coaches make definitive statements, kind of out of turn from what their league. We don't really, we haven't heard from the Big Ten yet. I do want, so I wonder if some of that was a couple of Big Ten schools' presidents, ADs, coaches trying to bully everybody else. Like, guys, do not, don't think you're going to cancel this year, and just start back up next year, and you'll have made, you'll have lost the same amount of money as we've lost. Like, no, we're going to play, we're going to find a TV. So I do think part of it though is a little bit of a big bluff to get people to at least try to play. But, yeah, I don't – But I think I specific think
0: anything- with the Big Ten, by Sunday, it was like Big Ten's going to cancel their season. Right. I think Scott Frost and Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh were like, fuck that. I I think it was less about bluff and more about, like, we ain't getting – We I don't even care. The, no, we're playing.
1: I guess why I call it a bluff, though, is you can say you're playing today. It doesn't guarantee shit. I think part of that is telling the rest of the Big Ten, like, guys, it, you're going to cancel your season. Don't just assume that if you're one of the presidents that cancels – I'll just make up a team Northwestern. Don't just assume when you cancel that you're gonna we're all gonna lose the equal amount of money because I'm telling you, I'm gonna play and I'm gonna make my own TV money and we're gonna come back next year twice as rich as you, which we what already you, are.
0: But what did you tell me last year, like about by about October, you're like, have you noticed how many Fox morning nine AM kickoffs are Ohio State? Well, they're all and then by the end of the year, I think eight out of the twelve times were Ohio State. And then they showed the most watched games, I remember, by like mid December and, like, four of them, it was the SEC and the Big Ten, and and I think one Notre Dame game, when it was, like, Notre Dame versus Georgia. <laughs> it's clear, like, the SEC is kind of king right now, but I'd say if you are like, a, if this was a NASCAR race, the Big Ten's kind of drafting right behind them, like, in terms of the cash cow, the finances. The Fox is very dependent on Ohio State, but even Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin, like, those are cash cow brands right now. When, when, when it got when the tweet went out Sunday that they might cancel,
1: like, that was a pretty big ripple effect of, like, that would be a big deal, right? That's why I do wonder if part of this, now, it do, it did stem from... Ohio State medical. guy
0: would be, like, all of a sudden, the Tom Brady Patriots were just, like, not going to play a season. Like, that's a big, like, that's an important pawn in the whole scheme of things, if yeah. people are playing. Right. You need Ohio State to play if people are playing. Right. And they want to play, because they... Because people they just claim
1: went. they'd want to watch North Dakota State. Oh, although that's a bad example. People claim they'd want to watch Maction, but they don't. Would well, you see Coward's tweet yesterday?
0: He's uh, like, uh, the only thing better than this would be if they just never came back. Like when it got announced. See, that's me. Mac- that the Mountain West? I, I, he said that about well, the Mountain West? Well, and Joel Klatt was like, that's a little blow, bro. College is but I think right. his po- his point is, and he based it a little more off ratings, like. You guys claim to love this, but I see the numbers—150,000 people watch. But,
1: but what I would say is, but there, those areas have communities. Like you and I know this, Fresno. in, no, in Fresno—that's a big I community care about of people it. that care. I should—I'm gonna. How, s- how
0: many Fresno State games have you watched the last five years? Started to Not finish. a ton,
1: but yeah. that's not my world, and I mean that's just not. I mean it's yeah. my alma mater. I watch it some, but it's. It, but just because it's not the best doesn't mean like there's a lot of no, restaurants I, that aren't five-star restaurants that exist and they're good restaurants and I'll eat at them. I eat. I actually I eat mostly at. I mean they're five star in my heart, but they're not Zagat yeah. three star, whatever the number one Zagat rating is.
0: But but I I'm a sucker for a good n- Fresno State, Boise State upset of a power five school. Uh, for in sure. I,
1: I my point is not that no one walks watches Maction. My point is that I Maction is not a replacement for Ohio no. State Michigan. Like you're not just because we've missed it doesn't mean you'll watch it and go, Oh, this is just this is a fine substitute. It's not. Yeah.
0: Really, the Maction and the Mountain West benefit financially from college football being as big as it is because of Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, LSU. It's the reason that their television deal has probably quadrupled since you first got to Fresno State, right? And when I got there and we used to be at that Friday night Mountain West package, whatever they were getting paid back then, the whack. wouldn't you imagine that number now is triple as big? The Big Ten has
1: canceled all fall sports, including football, the league will consider moving the season to the spring. So the Pac-12, safe to say, is right behind it. yeah it would, I would think so. Yeah. Do
0: you think? I don't. Th- we get a. Go ahead. We get a rogue conference, a rogue team out of the Big Ten. That Nebraska. No, no, for? no. A rogue conference with the Pac-12, but like with and the Big rogue Ten teams, merging. I'd be
1: a little yeah, surprised. just like.
0: So you don't think Ohio State's going to play
1: football this year? I'd be a little surprised. I'd be interested to see. Did they vote? And what did their president vote? Because if their president voted not to play football, then they're not playing football, no matter what their football coach says. Right? Yeah, it's a big domino.
0: Because that's that's like the NFL canceling. I mean, that's a big deal. Can I tell that's you this? That's a big blow. I, that's a big blow
1: for Fox. It's isn't a it? Big blow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So now the discussion about Saturday football you and I talked about this on the last podcast. you think
0: Fox is going to want the
1: NFL now to move some games? <laughs> they might, some yeah. NFC games? I do think I'm not – now, we'll see. It's August. The spring is a long way away. Um, I'm open to it for sure. I don't think we can just assume spring football is going to be viable. I think that's going to be – we'll talk about it. Everyone will talk about it. They'll talk about contingencies. I don't know how. what's your gut reaction. To me, the problem with spring football is now you're rolling out february march april or march april may and then are you gonna disrupt the next fall football season too like no to me i
0: saw people tweeting about that there is no you don't get to play 24 games in a year like that's not feasible you just you basically just got to take 18 months off right you just kind of pick back up and i
1: think so because if you're doing the i i think so because i you can't part of this is like hey we think it's unsafe. What are your medical experts going to say about playing two full college football seasons in one calendar year in terms of safety, player safety? Right?
0: Yeah, it's just Jeff Schwartz just tweeted there's zero chance the Pac 12 plays this fall. Yeah, I but agree. Jeff's just I, mean, re- just, I mean,
1: it's an opinion. But, but I'm yeah. just
0: saying, I think it's pretty clear that everyone, John Wilner said they are going to fall, like they are in cahoots and in, in lockstep with the Big Ten. I think Big Ten, 10
1: institutions and Big Ten presidents and Pac 12 presidents view themselves the same way, right? They got Northwestern yeah. and Stanford. Academic and, and elites, good and, athletics.
0: Yeah. I'd say their athletics is a little better and ours right now, but I, historically very similar. Yeah, I
1: think you have a lot of crossover there. I mean, think about, like, I, I tweeted this the other day. Michigan's president went to Princeton. So how does so what, how does he think of himself, right?
0: If you had to guess the final four right now, I'd go Alabama, LSU, A&M, and Clemson. <laughs> maybe Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's in
1: the <laughs> ACC this year, don't forget.
0: Would you say the SEC is getting three teams in?
1: I mean all four. <laughs> yeah.
0: Somehow Lane has a couple upsets. I am not going to lie, I I don't I'm think a little we'll sad. have I I'm, I am
1: I'm, I'm a little I'm a little sad. I know. Do we need to do That's a, a pretty big kick in my dick. Do we need to do a separate football got canceled podcast later?
0: Yeah, maybe we'll just do a YouTube about it. That's All right. I'm sad. On that I, I'm note. a sucker for just like a Oh. Just like an Iowa Wisconsin oh, game. John, Saturday
1: you know? mornings, waking up.
0: Oh, just like I- Iowa Iowa State at nine a.m. I'm just sitting in my PJs, having a cup of Joe, eating uh, old bagel. It Looks just cold like, oh, there. The grass is long. The game. How these guys close doing?
1: Close ninety five percent of the time. It always coming down to the. Uh, I know, and it's and it's just a big like deal you got, for a lot of the, these towns. The right. other thing, those games are great because it's the first game of like a thousand games you're going to watch that day. So, all right. On that to note, note to oh, oh, wait, we gotta hold on now. Let's. Let we,
0: Can I give a quick shout out to my guys in need, uh, Best Coast yes, Burritos, Emeryville? Best Coast Burritos, Emeryville, right off the freeway. Google it; they got their website. That uh, they were listeners of the when I used to live in Emeryville. I went there a couple times. They're like, are "You Metal cough? I love the. We had a radio show at the time, uh, and uh, great food. It's just the burritos are bomb. Best Coast, coast fresh burritos. Best coast? best
1: coast Burritos, yeah, I love it um i got a couple other dms uh about food uh this is from friggs on instagram he says il Polaio in north beach again I, anybody would send me an italian restaurant it's always hard for me to get the pronunciation down but it's an italian restaurant um on columbus ave down in north beach and uh, Al says, <laughs> I mean, this is a classic. There's a few of these. Al says, original Joe's, timeless Italian-American food, prime rib dip, fries, um, and a Caesar. God, there's add, a, there's add, an original Jones out by Harding. There's original Joe's out by Harding Park? Yeah, and by Olympic Club. Add cheese and shrooms to the uh, uh, rib dip. Oh, so there you go. Oh, Get a prime God. rib dip, <sighs> add the cheese and the mushrooms. That's Al How Jordan fast would you basically. fire some of that down right now? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> incredible. All right, on that note.